everyone. Welcome to episode 160 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by Kat. Hello. Hello, pal. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I just put milk, uh, what I think is mouldy milk, in my tea about five minutes before joining this podcast. So, I mean, it tastes okay. It just looks a bit questionable. But other than that, I'm fine. That sounds awful. That sounds like (laughs) the worst thing ever. Yeah. Oh, well. Actually, on my mug, it literally says Sailor fucking V. So I guess it's just time for me to, to get over it. Um, so, yeah, so Sailor fucking V to uh, Moldy Milk. So. All right then. Yeah. How are uh, you, dude? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. I'm well, so that's well. Okay, babe. That's okay. Very well. And uh, someone who's probably going to be taking Kat to A&E later on tonight, it's Miles. Hello, sir. Hello, bud. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I don't have Moldy tea, so I'm in a much better position. Excellent. Thank you, Liz, for that. Thank the Lord. Cool. Good chat. Right. Ain't got nothing else. (laughs) 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 I like like our all good starts. It's fun. It's the best way to do it. Uh, Right then, let's kick off with Game of the Week. Miles, perchance, what is your Game of the Week? Uh, Mine's Neon White. It's okay. It's fine. It's just, yeah, it's all right. Are you lying to me? I am absolutely 100% lying. I fucking love this game. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I don't think the review's gone up yet, but this is my pretty much only 10 out of 10 I've done for Finger Guns. I haven't done one yet. And spoiler alert, by the way, in case for when it goes up. Um, but also, it's one of the few games I would just give a 10 out of 10 in general anyway. Even some of my favorite games I wouldn't give a 10 to, but this one I really absolutely would. It's awesome it's just so much fun to play it's adrenaline fueled it's high octane it's like a breath of minute like it's just so intense but in like that best possible way and i kind of talk about it in the review of you kind of hit like a flow state with it where if you've played like doom or ghost runner or those kind of games where you're always on the verge of death but you're always on the verge of being a badass at the same time as well and neon white is like the perfect mix of both of those games but like in an anime kind of um style to it and if you're put out by the put out put off sorry by the whole kind of card element to it don't be effectively cards just act as like a way of telling you that you have a gun and a special ability so each card represents a weapon so you'll get like a pistol card fire six times it's not very powerful and then whenever you discard whichever card you're using it has a special on it so like the pistols is a double jump the machine gun is then like a grenade you can fire to take out groups or you can use it to propel yourself forward and it's just got like this amazing skill gradient where the first level is really easy and straightforward as you learn whatever the new ability is. And then by the 10th level of whatever mission you're on, you're having to mix and match with all the previous abilities you've learned. You're having to figure out the path to the objective and you've got to do it as quickly as possible. And there were times where I genuinely had no idea what I was doing, but I was doing it flawlessly. And when you get to that point, it just feels absolutely fucking epic. And my favorite part of that is every kind of mechanic in the game feeds into one another. So you play a level three for the first time, it gives you a medal. Depending on the rank of your medal, it then gives you like uh, a bonus um, for the levels. It'll tell you like where a shortcut is or it'll unlock your kind of score on the leaderboard or it gives like your ghost so that you can see how you did it last time. And then you can go back in, you can collect a gift, which you can then gift to characters to get more exposition, dialogue, side missions and, and story kind of elements. And then from that, you just naturally progress and get better because the side content is a test of all the skills you've been practicing already. 
and you have to raise your neon rank in order to move up between the missions, but it's not too much. It's kind of perfectly balanced. And it's just, it's awesome. I just had such an amazing time with it. And I put 14 hours in, I finished every mission, got every collectible, um, and then went back and got the alternative ending because there's two of them. Um, and I was just like, this is just absolutely amazing. And the saddest thing I had was that it, was that it had to end. I was just absolutely gutted when I finished it and I'd got it to the point where I was quite comfortable with the completion. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to try and raise my my scores and my ranks and my medals for every level just because I just had such a blast playing this game. And like I said, if the card element put you off, don't be. It's not card building. It's not decks of things that you have to manage. It's just a massive test of skill, but in like that really intuitive way. Um, and yeah, it's got a cool story, cool cast of characters, really cool soundtrack to it. And I, at the end of my review, I was like, do you know what? I genuinely don't have anything negative to say about this game that was significant enough to make me dislike it in any way i just adore everything about this game so yep it's probably my game of the year so far wow yep really came out of third base i knew it was going to be good just didn't expect it to be this good very interesting very interesting i know you're hyped for it so i'm glad it's lived up to those expectations yeah well even more so you know i expected it to be like I said, good, but it's, mm. it's just blew me away. You know, from the first level, I was like, yep, this is my jam and this is going to be an awesome time. And it just never lets up. It keeps adding more mechanics, but without feeling too overbearing, you only ever need to move, jump, and then use the left or right click. That's all you ever do. But it's just the way it combines everything and the level design and just the intricacy of how it's all designed. It's just so impeccably done. Um, so yeah, if you have a Switch or a PC, you really should try it. Sweet, will do. Definitely. I'll grab it on PC this week and I'll let you know. You won't regret it. <laughs> Honestly, if you hate it, I'm gonna be really sad. <laughs> you know, Miles, this is the worst game I've ever played in my life. Is <laughs> there are there multiplayer components to it or anything? Uh so when you get the ace medal, which is like the highest rank on a level, so you have to beat the level in a set period of time to get each uh, rank of medal. Um once you do the ace one, it unlocks a leaderboard so that you can then compare yourself to everyone else. Oh god, leaderboards don't count. That's not multiplayer. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's the only multiplayer element to it. The rest of it's all single player. Takes that, Tim. That's what I'm I'm sticking with. It's better than Edith Finch. Oh, no. That's right. I'm going to go there now. I'm going to do it. Not even going to. No, not today. Not even going to. Don't bite. Don't bite, Ross. No, no, I'm not. He's just trying to, like, psych you out for the quiz. That's all he's doing. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. I'm trying to get under your skin. Son of a bitch. Edith Finch always works. I'm going to move on to my favourite person. Cad! You're my favourite person today. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) What's your game of the week? My game of the week is something that I have been banging on about for a really long time now. Probably too long. And I thought to myself, do you know what? She's not a game, but if she was a player, you know? Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So... I thought to myself, you know, I've got a bit of time. I've got some time before the cat game, okay? And how best, I've got a big backlog, okay? Everyone has a big backlog. We all know that every one of us in Finger Guns has a backlog. And something that has sat on my backlog for far too long is the Witcher Wild Hunt. Well, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And I did it. I fired it up. I started it. Now, this is the third time I've actually started it. The first time was on Steam, and I had such a poor laptop that he, like, 
buffered everywhere. So like he would literally like <clears throat> just be like do 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 like literally like robot walking, and I couldn't. It wouldn't handle it. The second time I think I got like half hour in was like that's a really really cool game, and then forgot about it. I think I was. I think I just. I don't know. Obviously something else came up, um, and I get. I get this thing where I think that I've got the ability to do multiple games at once and I have it in my head that I can but what tends to happen is I forget like the other game that I was playing and then I get like a bit weird about the fact that I'm jumping back in because I'll be like well I won't be as good as I was last time and I won't know what I'm doing so then I have to start the game all over again so that's what I did I reinstalled it I started the game all over again and I'm 10 hours in 10 hours out of like the 350 average playtime but I'm getting that got three weeks to the cat game <laughs> two weeks for the cat game it's fine it's fine, it's fine. yeah you got plenty of time it is you're, and you're yeah. on, right? no I, well a couple of weddings you know all that jazz <laughs> oh, uh but for anybody who doesn't know what the witcher is uh you know get on Netflix it's, it's basically it follows the witcher 3 is kind of following the same story as season two ish sort of not really but it does um i actually haven't played any of the i do but the thing is there is a lot of scenes in the witcher that i see and i'm like oh that's in the witcher too uh, the, the witcher season two like the, the training um siri that's in there like um but it's just you know we've got kids siri and, and siri is all grown up in the in the witcher so it's kind of between seasons but Oh, it's just so good and I get it. I get what the hype is about and I really do because this game has aged very well. I personally think anyway, I still think it's really ahead of its time in regards to RPG, open world. Um, like, okay, I probably, uh, do you know what's really funny is that I started it, got about two hours in and I was like, shit, isn't this getting a PS5 remake in like four months? And I literally said on a podcast, I'll probably wait till the PS5 um like edition comes out well i was gonna say i'm i'm surprised that you jumped into it yeah yeah i know i i fucked up and completely forgot that they were doing the ps5 release my bad yeah you're the same as cyberpunk didn't you i actually haven't started cyberpunk yet okay i I said the same as cyberpunk so yeah so i can jump into cyberpunk now but um that's what i should have done i should have done cyberpunk first but um it's great I mean, action, role-playing, like, side mission, galore, like, so I've now finished the, like, little tutorial land, and, like, <laughs> what's really funny about The Witcher is that, like, you can, you can do fucking everything, you can explore, you can fight, you can, like, it's very overwhelming, and it's kind of exactly what I anticipated in regards to being overwhelming, because it is, there is a lot to learn, luckily the game's really, like, patient with you and it's really kind of slow into easing you in just how vast the game is you know you've got alchemy you've got like weaponry you've got magic you've got armor like it's just a lot if you've never played I luckily have played an RPG and I've you know, grew up you know I started on Baldur's Gate so that was huge because it's made by Dungeons and fucking Dragons so I'm not unfamiliar but equally jumping back into something that in depth when you've been playing stuff like you know fucking not not that horizon isn't in depth but like i think the witch just has that massive element of like just rpg it's finest like it's very kind of core but yeah you've got alchemy you've got oils to add to your weaponry you've got weapons you've got different kinds of weapons you've got it's just everything you've got two different types of weapons you've got armor you've got clothing you've got magic you've got skill trees it's just and then you open up this little, you go to this notice board in this little village that literally opens approximately 30,000 side missions. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to be really smart and do the side missions. They literally have like a marker for you 
whether you are like five levels within that thing that you're fighting in front of you or they have a marker for you of like don't even bother because you won't win this fight and I literally tried to head up a basilisk and I was like well see you and I had to run away <laughs> so it is really fun it's really like I was trying to ask Miles like do my decisions matter is there stuff I could potentially miss because I'm making the wrong decisions um and yeah you can you can completely change the kind of a lot of the information of the game because you can make it harder for yourself if you don't persuade people or you might have to pay people to get the answer but there are ways to persuade people and it's just super interesting um it is a bit clunky in regards to I guess I'm playing like a very old version I'm playing like what is what is a 2015 game on the 20 you know next gen console but I still think it holds up really, really well and I'm really, really enjoying it, but it is very overwhelming and I'm quite worried that if I jump into another game, I'm going to forget it and then need to like start all over again. So I'm trying to be really mindful to like dip in every day, even just for an hour. But I finally did it. I've done it. You know, I've started it. Who knows when I'll finish it. Everyone I've spoken to has easily done over 200 hours on it. And people are like, oh, I still didn't even clear the whole map fucking amazing cool Thanks. but i'm ready i'm ready i took the plunge i'm here give it to me well, we're all very proud of you thank you so much thank you so much it's about time as lizzo would say recently. it's about damn time it's about so, damn time it's about damn time in so, a minute yeah. i'm gonna need send a man yeah. and a woman to pump me up, <laughs> pump <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> uh yeah so ross nice. what was your game of the week well god i've been playing games this week um just so many games um we're gonna talk about ps plus premium a little bit later obviously but yeah i have dipped into that pretty hard this week i've started uh guardians of the galaxy finally um i've again what do you think oh, about three chapters in and um nice. i'm annoyed that i can't be groot because he seems to be the one with all the interesting powers i just want to be rocket because he's sassy as fuck I rocket's love fun as well um i don't like the, the voice actor for star lord he sounds really yeah he's too gruff he's too gruff he sounds he sounds too much like john cena and that really it just takes me out of it completely um but other than that i'm having a good time the action's good the combat's good um the the writing's really good i love the the conversations and the interplay between the characters i think that's really interesting so yeah i'm having a good time uh with that i started demon souls because i'm an idiot oh and i'm I'd say about five hours in now. Okay. Um, I haven't done a lot. I'm just walking around stabbing things that I know I can kill. Um, I've died several times. Um, not not currently proud of my roots, but I'm not giving up. That's the important thing here. That is the important thing with Demon Souls, because it's probably the most unforgiving of all the Souls games. Yeah. That um when I came across like the very first like massive boss, the one that you have to die to. Like yes, it was it was a split second kill. Like <laughs> there wasn't even anything that I did, or I just I didn't even dodge or anything. I just sort of let it happen accidentally. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I get it now. That's what this is. But yeah, I the first time I killed something, like just around the first corner of the game, there's something to kill, and I killed it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm really good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> it suckers you in, doesn't it? And you think, oh, this isn't too bad. I don't know what the fuss is about. So it's like, I killed something and I'm alive. So what the fuck is all these people talking about? This is ridiculous. This game's well easy. But um, it's, God, it's pretty. Oh, my oh God. so beautiful. It's isn't it? so pretty. It's, yeah, it's got to be out there with some of the, one of the best looking games on the PS5 for sure. Yeah. 
Um, I tried Toy Story 2, not going back to that. Um, there's going to be a big problem, I think, with the PS1 and PS2 games on uh, PS Plus because, yeah, God, it's a staunch reminder that we have come a long, long way. What was wrong with Toy Story 2? Um, it's just the controls. Not aged well. It's not, like, uh, um, imported well. No, I mean, at the moment, um, we have the crappy uh, PAL versions of these games, but they will be updated to their far more impressive um, NTSC versions, which were like essentially 60 frames a second um, from back in the day, um, which the US got and Japan got, but we never did. Uh, so we've got our crappy versions right now, but Sony have said that it will be updated. So I think they will be smooth. They, they will be kind of smoothed out. I've played Toy Story 2. I've played Siphon Filter, which has not aged well at all. Good fucking God. Um, really did not enjoy my time with Siphon Filter. I probably would have back in the day. But Siphon Filter is just not doing it for me. Um, one thing, one of the games that does work really well, and I was very thankful it did, was Star Wars Revenge. Uh, it's a Star Wars pod racer. And it's just awesome. Um, it plays beautifully. It looks really good, actually. It still looks really, really nice. Um, it was really smooth. Um, I played as Anakin, and we just tore it around in freaking pod racers. It was a great time. So that's probably the highlight so far. Um, so I don't really have a game of the week. I've been, I mean, sort of got countless games of the week. Really, because I've just been annihilating this new this new service, and I'll talk about it more later. But it's uh, it's all good so far. So yeah, that's my game of the week, really. And uh, of course, Power Rangers Three Fortnite, all good fun. I learned this week. I was at work and I couldn't find my uh, my uh, Kishi controller. It wasn't my bag. I just couldn't find it. And I went right, okay, because I'm touch screen Fortnite. I'll do a couple of quests. I'll stay away from battles. I'll just get my stuff done that I need to get done. Guys, don't play games on touchscreen. Just, just don't ever do it. Touchscreen is a awful way to play video games. And how it's suddenly become mainstream and the norm really baffles me. And it continues to be irritating. It will never, ever be the most comfortable way to play a video game, ever. Um, your screen gets really warm. You feel it on your thumbs. It's just no fun. So don't do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I died a few times playing Fortnite on, t- <laughs> on touchscreen. Just driving into a tree because the controls are too that awful. So yeah, um, just a heads up to anyone listening: get a re- get a Kishi, put it on your phone, play it with buttons the way it's supposed to be played. Thank you very much indeed. Right, it is time for the quiz. I have not won a quiz in two weeks, and I'm feeling a little bit distressed about it. But we are going to finish off a particular trilogy that we're doing with this quiz this week and start a brand new one next week. Kat, it's over to you. Hello, hello. So uh, shout out to our lovely newcomer, Tom, who approached me earlier in the week and said, I have a quiz for you. Would you like it? Now, I kind of said, fuck yeah, word. that sounds awesome, dude. Um, and what Tom has done is he has taken the original quizzes that we've been doing for the last two weeks and he's upped the get. He has put it in souls mode. Oh, God. It is like oh, hard no. mode, and it's a oh, really for God's cool sake. quiz. <laughs> Give us the break. <laughs> um, and so we've kind of had a couple of thoughts of how to do this. So I think the best way that we're going to do this is uh, the way that Tom's done it. It's <laughs> I'm trying to explain it. So I'm going to name the celebrity. Okay. Then I'm going to name the years of the games oh wow okay oh, my i'm God. going to give you an opportunity 
to name as many games as you can within your buzzer. Okay, that's the best way I can think to do this. So, for example, if Tom Cruise was in four games, I would name four years, and you would have the opportunity to name as many as you could if you press the buzzer. And then I'm going to divvy up the points. So there is an opportunity to win a lot of points in this quiz. Jesus um, Christ. Because this is the best way that I can link to do it. Because if I was to do celebrity year, celebrity year with the same celebrity, it probably would get really hard. Whereas you might be able to take a stab at the celebrity overall and, you know, do it that way. Um, Does the other person then get to try for the ones that they don't get? Yes. Right. Okay. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. With you. Um, I trust you enough not to look up <laughs> whilst the other person is still answering. Um, mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, Ross, on board? I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, this is going to be the last of the trilogy of, um, of... Oh, I just put myself down on the leaderboard. What a funny. Um, yeah, so this is going to be the last in... I know, I'm a mess today. Um, it's been the last in celebrity quizzes, but it's a nice trilogy. Every yeah. game, you know, every yeah, we're rounding out. Good game series is have a trilogy. Yeah. So, if I if 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 I win this quiz, we don't have an overall winner for this trilogy. That's oh, true. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's true. Thankfully, I'm not going to win it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week, we're going a harder quiz. I, I bet you it's going to be Ezio's so. voice actor, and you're going to get all of them. I. He's not a celebrity, though, is he? Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Voice oh, actors yeah. aren't celebrities. Oh crap! Yeah. No matter how oh, no, no matter how much Troy Baker wants you to think they are, they're not. Can you imagine if there's like ninety points on offer and we get like two each? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you how many points are on offer? Yeah. Hold on. One, two, I'm not sure this is a good idea. I'm probably going to embarrass on. myself. Six, but... seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, oh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 points on offer, I think. Oh, goody. Um, I know Tom's not been with us for a while, but is it too early to tell him to go fuck himself? <laughs> oh, he actually worked really hard on this. To be fair, I really struggled in the second round of celebrities. I was running out of celebrities. And the thing is, he's found a couple of celebrities I was going to include in the last ones, but I was a bit like, oh, no, I won't. But he's also found some celebrities where I'm like, huh, didn't know that. So, you know, <laughs> interesting. Play to him. We're going to have another joke Grace Moretz. He did say that he didn't know. Um, if it was too hard, I don't think it is. I think that's going to be, that's why I want to kind of group it up because I think there is some here that you're going to be able to get. Well, um, uh, um, I am I am now a veteran Souls player. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm used to this kind of difficulty. It's going to be fine. <laughs> you probably played so, the hardest one. So, yep. Yeah. Okay, shall I hear your buzzers, guys? For also, uh, Tom, I, I, I was joking about fucking yourself please don't he doesn't mean it um, i don't mean it really i'm just no. I'm, I'm just old and content and he definitely won't mean it if he wins no oh you'll be my hero if i yeah. you it's really funny because tom's uh this first celebrity is gonna like anyway i'll it's later on uh, oh <laughs> anyway ross what is your buzz my dude uh, 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 amy uh, amy yep how dare you mock my buzzer sorry I love, I, don't worry, I love Amy. I love Sonic. Amy! <laughs> Miles? Same as Me. usual. Okay, cool, that keeps it easy. Okay, I'll be ready for the quiz. Impossible! Yeah! Guys, okay, thank you. Okay! Guys. Okay, thank you, guys. Whatever you say, <laughs> no sweat. I will no. quit. <laughs> no, you won't. Okay, question one. 
going to get very confusing. Mark Hamill, 1994-1996-2006. If you buzz, you have an opportunity to guess as many as you can. Mark Hamill. There's a name I've not heard of a long time. Miles. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Is that one? I know one. I know one. Nope. Is that not? I could have sworn he was the voice actor in that. Uh, oh, God. Um, I've kind of scuffed myself with that. He probably is, he is a now? voice actor. Is he out now? Is Miles out now? Or what? No, because he gets an opportunity to... Can I guess? Can I yes. guess the other two? I was yes. thinking that was going to be like ninety he, something. He's already said three three games. No, I've, no, I've, that was one game. You said <laughs> that, that, that is that's one games. game. That's its yeah, title. whatever, whatever, <laughs> Miles. Uh, oh god, I actually don't even know. Um, do you know what? Actually, I'm just going to call it there. Yeah, Ross. Amy, just slap down. Okay. He was definitely in um, the Arkham trilogy. Yes, and I think, yeah. Uh, he was. That's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Yep. That wasn't 2006, though, was it? Started in 2006, bro. Okay. Um, Tom's going to be laughing his head off because uh, he's purposely put Mark Hamill in and not included any of those. I was going to say, because Arkham Asylum <laughs> was in like 2009. No! Would you like any more for your guess from Mark Hamill? He's not included Batman, no, which is really funny. We actually Tom had a little giggle about that. We had a little giggle about that. I was like, that's so funny. That's that completely scuffed us. That's why I didn't like, say the Batman. I was like, Arkham Asylum. That's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny that you put in Mark Hamill and he was like, hee hee, that's why I did it. <laughs> oh. Chaos. He's so oh, okay. Okay, That's so a trap door actually, first uh, question. So he can actually go fuck himself then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you have you given up, Ross? Yeah, screw that guy. Okay, so 1994 and 1996, Mark Hamill played Wing Com- in Wing Commander 3 and 4 as Colonel Christopher Blair. Jesus. And in 2006, he plays Goro Magina in Yakuza. Yakuza. What? Oh, well, that's cool. I didn't know. Of course that. he does. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for question two? There's only eight uh, questions, mine. No, so not, not if they're all going to be like that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Cool. Yeah. Okay, yes. I've got... Okay. Question two. Freddie Prince Jr., 2012, oh. 2014. Who the fuck is Freddie Prince Jr.? Who are you? The fuck is... He is Fred Scooby-Doo. And he's the nanny in Friends. But you don't watch Friends because you suck. But he's Fred from Scooby Doo, and he's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. You said it was 2012 and 2014. Yes. Oh. Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4. <laughs> no, they're two cool. different games, I'm afraid. Ross? Dragon Age Inquisition. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, is one of them. Okay, so you've got 2014. Take a stab at 2012. Oh, I know this one as well. I think. Uh, it's. I don't know if it's all three, but I'm pretty sure he was in Mass Effect. <gasps> okay. For which one was 2012? I don't know, Miles. Let me guess. 
2012. How old is Mass Effect's really old now, isn't it? Yeah. So 2012, that was only 10 years ago. Andromeda would have been 16, 17. Dragon Age is 2014. I'll go, I'll go three. Right. Yeah. Oh! Well done, mate. Well done. So he plays uh, Lieutenant James Vega in Mass Effect 3, and he plays Iron Bull in Dragon Age. Oh, Vega's one of those boring characters, but Iron Bull is a wicked character, so he's kind yeah. of got, yeah. Fair. Well done, Ross. That was okay, that, that's, can we finish that's it so there? <laughs> done? To be fair, that is excellent answering. Fair play, mate. Um, I remember him being in Dragon Age because he was at the, uh, he was at the, the like, the big, uh, reveal of the game. Oh, really? Like, yeah. For, like, yeah, it was like EA were like, we're doing Dragon Age and look who's in it. And there he was. He was probably like really sexy back then, like, you know, like when he was quite big because he was yeah. quite big like 10 years ago, wasn't he? Remember, like, she's all that. That was a badass. One. Yeah, a badass one. Anywho, question three <laughs> um, Samuel L. Jackson, 2004, 2008. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, God, no. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 2004, 2008. <laughs> I know one completely, absolutely, definitely off my head, but I don't okay, know. Okay, you're going to buzz in? I, I've lost... Uh, what's my phone off? Buzzer? My phone's okay, off, I've been talking too long. If you squawk, squawk. Uh, uh, okay. Amy. Uh, I, oh, I, know who, I know who was in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. He was, yeah. What um? <sighs> I don't know any others. Okay, you I really up? don't, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Justin, that's all right. Miles? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't even know what games came out in 2008 now. Oh, well. Miles. Fallout 3. You really <laughs> like that game, don't you? Fallout yep. Far Cry. Is there anyone I remember that came out in 2008? No. I mean, don't let the year put you off. You know, go with your gut. Um, it is. Uh, so, unfortunately, Miles, you were not right. Ross, you managed to get one in that question. Uh, the other one for 2008 is he plays Afro Samurai in Afro Samurai. Oh, no oh of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, question four. This is very confusing. Okay. Uh, question four. Jack Black, 2009. Jack Black, 2021. <laughs> uh, oh, Miles, got you first. Brutal what? legend. Right, yep. Outrageous. And what was Hold the other on. year, sorry? 2021. What was he in 2021? Uh, I don't know, the 2021 one. Okay, you passing? Yep. All right, Ross? Um, brutal Legend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got that one right. <laughs> oh, phew. You didn't get a point for it, but you got it right. Because <laughs> Mark said it. Miles, yeah, Miles said it, but it really <laughs> it doesn't it really count if I say it. Really yeah. count? Yeah. Nah, to be honest, I've got to give no. him one point, isn't me? You know, just make him look. Good. Um, 2021, it's last year. I should know this, but I don't. Was it? Is it a Jumanji game? Oh, do you know what? It's not, it's not bad out, but no, he wasn't. Um, mm. so this was he played Helmut Fulber in Psychonauts too. Oh, um, well, that's mm. a bit of trivia. Oh okay. yeah, there's yeah yeah. I suppose there's a connection, isn't there, with um, what's his face from Double Fine? <laughs> okay, Tim Schafer. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, okay, question five. Um, Hideo Kojima, two thousand and fourteen, two thousand and twenty. Amy. 
Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Yeah. And oh, nice. Death Stranding. Uh, no. Nice one though. But no, not for Death Stranding, but you did get Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Nice. Uh, uh, Amy. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, nice one, dude. Wait, is he a yeah. Cyberpunk? Is yeah, he? yeah. Oh. He's, in a, he's in a side mission. He plays uh, Oshima. And so is the baby from Death Stranding. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. He's hidden away in the city somewhere. Nice one. Okay, question six. Uh, John Cleese, 2010, 2014. God. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> oh. There's no, there definitely. I'm wasn't. trying to think of what kind of game John Cleese would be in, and no game sticks out <laughs> in any way. <laughs> what game would John Cleese be in? There wasn't like a triple A rock star version of Forty Towers, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> there was. Well, that's oh, that that would be a game that. I would play. That's it. Would play that game. Oh, man. <sighs> I'm, I'm out of this one. No clue at all. All right. Miles? Um. Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Any no other guesses? No. No, no. Okay, so in 2010, he was Jasper in Fable 3. And in 2014, Ross, no. Fallout 3. <laughs> really? Because it was Fable 3. Fallout 3. Fable 3. Oh. I wasn't in 2010, dude. <laughs> Come on now, we already uh, had it. After I said it, it's all going on. Anyway, in 2014, he also was in The Elder Scrolls Online as Cadwell. Oh, yeah. Well, two games I've never played, so... <laughs> Don't worry. No Question seven. Andy Circus, 2005, 2010. Shit a dick, I know this. Sean would know this as well, I think. Miles. Well, I actually don't know. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Uh, and I'll have a stab at the other one is Lord of the Rings Conquest. <laughs> no, afraid not. <laughs> I think this is what Tom's purposely done is he's been like, no, 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 not the filmy ones. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Amy. Ross? I interviewed the goddamn developer. It was volume and Thomas was alone. What? <laughs> it was what? It was volume. Oh, okay. Well, it might have been, but these are not Tom's answers. So. Thomas was alone is one of them. Okay, not for this one, he's not. Not on this what? one, boy. No, not on this one, I'm afraid. It might be in his repertoire, but it's not on this. He's, so he's literally the lead character in something. He's, he's in the I'm not, say- I'm not saying he's not in it. I'm <laughs> Tom, saying these are ridiculous questions. This- <laughs> I'm actually so pleased with Tom because he's managed game, to rattle you so much. The game is celebrity <laughs> name the game. Saying okay? He's That's not saying he's not in that game. We're just saying that for this particular quiz in 2005 and 2010, those are not the games. You said Andy Circuit, and I told you a game that he voiced a character in. That's the game. No, it's not. Uh, was it released in 2005 and 2010? It was probably in development in that time. <laughs> probably. There was, was some, a, thought in there was a storyboard yeah. at one point. Mike Bithell probably went, I've got an idea for a game I want Andy Circus to be in. He was probably <laughs> under contract by then. Okay. So Andy Circus was in the King Kong video game as oh, Lumpy. That game no one played. <laughs> and he was also in Enslaved Odyssey to the West as Monkey. Also apparently a very good game, but no one played. Fair enough. Well, guys, this is your last question. I actually Brilliant. think that you might have a chance to get I this one. I hate everything. 
Why? You're literally like four points ahead I'm of me. I'm so angry at this game. <laughs> He's actually two points ahead. Um, oh, okay, that's not too bad. I'll take that. It's, okay, it's so are you ready for your final question? And then we are done with celebrities. You can pack it away. You've done, guys, you've done really well to get on the board. I, I think we have actually, you know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. last question, last celebrity. Carrie Ann Moss, or Carrie Ann Moss, however you like to pronounce that, 2010. 2012 and 2022. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. One of them, for the love of God, has to be at least Enter the Matrix or the Path of Neo. No. It's <laughs> so too obvious. He no. won't do it. He won't Are do you it. serious? He won't do it. No, it's not. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Why really she in... You did that with such confidence. I thought you had it. I was like, Isn't she in, she's in Horizon Forbidden West? She is in Horizon Forbidden West. That's that's one of them. Well done. Hey, okay, I'll take that. Fine, I'm out. Go cool. yeah. carry on. <laughs> but Ross, has, but Mars hasn't gotten to that bit yet. So uh... yeah, that's fine. I will take the one point for that. That's all I need. Do you want to have a go at 2010, 2012? Uh... Not you, Ross. No, I really don't because okay, I've been right, I've been screwed over already. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, You'll yeah, be pleased sure. to know, Ross, that even if he gets these two right, you've won. It's kind of irrelevant if he answers them, then, isn't Can it? Can I just say Skyrim, just for banter? <laughs> uh, no. Cool, You've played this game, Miles. You've played this I know. Game. I've, I've played a lot of these games. I still 2010, 2012, it's the same franchise. What Dead did Space. we just... No. What did Far we Cry. just have earlier in the game? Not Far Cry or Fallout 3. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> what was I going to say Fallout 3? <sighs> Assassin's Creed? <laughs> okay, well... I don't no. know. Just, just okay. tell us. Help so, Gary Moss... It was in Mass Effect 2 Mass Effect and 3, 2 3 as Aria. Oh, I didn't think Mass Effect would come up twice. Okay, fair enough. Well done, guys. So, Ross, you got five points, my dude. Hold oh, on, mate. I feel like five two? points is significant. I feel like yeah. two points is pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I, five, I mean, you both did really, really yeah. well. So well five points out of how many? 18 was an, oh, some ridiculous. What did I say earlier? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. We didn't even take. get half the points. One, two, between three, us. four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 points. Tom, I love you, dude, but your quizzes, they are savage. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Tom, that was the best quiz we've done thus far. That's so um, rude. This season. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking rude. <laughs> it's, it's obviously not, but uh, I was just trying to make up the fact that I told him that I was very rude to him earlier. You are oh, feeling bad, Tom. He doesn't really mean it. Yeah. I don't. Of course I don't mean it. No, but he's lovable. It's host Roscoe. It comes out sometimes. Yeah, it comes out. It does come out in the quiz, actually. It, it totally does. does come out in the quiz. It does. Um, well done, Tom. That was awesome. Man. Well done, guys. Well yeah. done, guys. Next that is some week. expert knowledge, that is. Yeah, some expert research, some expert knowledge, that. Um, and also, I love the trick. I love the I love the chaos. He, he knows the, the game. He knows the obvious <laughs> answers. Cat's chaotic quiz, and he slipped right in. It was great. I feel like I they knew. all had a trap door to them. They, they all did. were like, ah, is an obvious answer. Nope. I like it. Exactly. So, well done, guys. You did well to get on the board. Five and two. Well done, Ross. And now we don't have an official winner for this trilogy, but we do have oh. three kings. So, yeah, we've well got done. three winners. <laughs> we three kings of the new game quiz. <laughs> that worked surprisingly well. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, Kat. No worries at all. I am very excited for your hurdle quiz next week. I'm, I think I'm going to do like 10. I've got it, I know, really. Maybe I'll do one a month. Do like 20. Yeah. And then I'll be like, it's time for the hurdle quiz. And we could, you could do like a little bit, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anywho, 
Why don't we do like, you know, we'll, we'll do a daily podcast and you give us a daily hurdle to work out. I get to, I get to. I absolutely love that idea. Oh my God, am I going <laughs> to, should I do next week's quiz? It's like a five second, like only play the first five seconds. Smashing. Yeah, that's, that's a shout. Nice, nice. Smashing. Smashing. And then what I can do is you can get like accommodating points depending on like if you've both pa- I don't know if that would get tricky. Oh, I don't know. Anywho, I'll figure it out. Um well done, guys. Amazing stuff. Thank you very much, Cap. Um, right, let's get into the news. And we're gonna start off on a bit of a sad note. Um, Bernie Stodar, the former Sega of America president and C SCAEA founder. That's really hard to say. SCEA founder has died at 75 years old. Uh, Bernard Burley Soller, a video game executive who oversaw the founding of Sony Computer Entertainment America, as well as serving as president of Sega of America, has died at age 75. With a career in gaming spanning from the early 1980s up until 1999, Soller's career spanned one of the most pivotal eras in the history of the medium, where he served as a high-ranking executive for almost every big player in the space. He began his career in 1980 when he co-founded Pacific Novelty Manufacturing, a coin-up company which served arcades around California. Following this, he would work for Atari before being moved to the company's home console division. He would oversee the Atari Lynx before being drafted by Sony as one of the founding members and first president of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Stolar was instrumental in the signing of the likes of Crash Bandicoot, Rich Racer, and Spyro the Dragon to the platform. However, he reportedly enforced no RPG policies during his time there due to the genre mostly being in 2D at the time and not showing off the power of the PlayStation. Following his successful first year of the PlayStation, Solo moved to Sega of America, where he oversaw the launch of the Sega Saturn. Solo subsequently became Sega of America's COO in 1997 and the president the following year. His most famous moment came when he announced that the Sega Dreamcast would be priced at $200 to a standing ovation during a speech in 1999. However, it came to light that this infuriated Sega of Japan who was insistent that the console be priced at $250 in order to maximize profits. Prior to the console's launch in North America, Stolo was let go from Sega and received a $5 million severance package. Unfortunately, I took the Sega position based on conversations with Hayao Nakayama, who was then chairman of the company, Stolo said at the 2015 interview. We'd institute and bring in a new hardware system that would do online multiplayer games. That, that became the Dreamcast, and I headed that one up. Unfortunately, Nakayama got pushed out of the company by Mr. Okawa at the end of 99. When he got pushed out, I got into an argument with Japan as well. I was pushed out as well. So it's a hell of a career to kind of look back on. And um, yeah, I guess we've got to be thankful to this guy for Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. And of course, the launch of the Dreamcast and the overall success of the original PlayStation. Uh, rest in peace, Bernie Sulla. Thank you very much indeed for everything you did for the industry. You freaking legend. Talking of freaking legends, we had a look today, or not, not today, or this week, at some pretty awesome A Plague Tale Requiem gameplay. And you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we are big, big fans of this series. And we all can't wait until October the 18th where we can finally play the sequel. And yeah, we're all a bit excited about it. So I'm going to go to Kat first. Kat, what did you make of the Plague Tale gameplay? Are you happy with the release date? Where are you at? Um, the release date is a bit far, but I don't. I think that's just out of anticipation. I think it's a little bit. I just. I don't really. I don't know. I, I'm struggling. To, <laughs> I'm struggling to put into words why they felt the need to put an extra like showcase on for 
the date like because it sounded like the it sounded like it was a response as opposed to like actually anything that was actually planned it sounded like people were annoyed at the film games fest when they didn't release a date because of course we're, we're halfway through 2022 we know that that last year it was, it was anticipated for this year so with six months left in the year why are, why is there still no date and so then all of a sudden focus entertainment and um uh, i've gone blank now but the other developer um Asobo. Ah, oh, Asobo, that was it, yeah. So Focus Entertainment and Asobo then said, oh, well, it's because we're uh, uh, doing our own showcase of Pegtail next week, ha-ha. And it just felt really strange. That was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, well, you didn't advertise that in your little showcase in the Summer Games Fest, which is weird. Um, maybe that's because of uh, embargoes, or maybe that's because it was supposed to be Xbox Xbox, Xbox only, and I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But it just seemed a bit responsive. And we all kind of thought with the pod, hey, that probably means it's coming pretty soon. If it's going to get its own showcase, they might even shadow drop it. Like, because why, why, why not? Like, why withhold the date and then put the date in a week later? And that just tells me it was a response. And I think, cool, great, awesome. Listen to community. Maybe just release the date on the same day as a response. Hey, guys, apologies that we didn't release the date. Yeah, no, we can kind of see that might be a bit of a mess up. Here's, here's the reasons why. Or, hey guys, yeah, our bad, the date is 17th of October, or whatever it is. And so I just, yeah, it was a bit strange. However, saying that, some damn good gameplay. Some damn good gameplay that really chucks you straight back in to Plague Tale. Um, she's, got some, she's got some killer instinct. It looks mm. really bright. It looks very stunning. Like, immediately, it's so bright, and it's so... Yeah, it just, I remember like playing Plague Tale and it almost felt like I could feel the temperature of the game. Like when she's in like the muddy, stony castle, there's something about the atmosphere of the game. I was playing it in headphones, I remember playing it in the dark and I was playing it in headphones that really gave me that sense of temperature and atmosphere that I don't get with a lot of games. But for some reason, there's something about the way that game is made and how it looks and how it's designed that just gives me such a engulfment within that scene and it's no different with the gameplay but I'm sucked right in um I wrote a couple of notes so yeah it looks bright looks stunning um and it looks like an, an immediate continuation from the end which is cool that is very very cool I don't know if I got that right or wrong I had to listen to it on mute because my um speakers were playing up um she's got some new abilities she's also got a bolt bow I feel like I can't remember the bolt bow. Was there ever a bolt bow? I'm feel, I feel like that's a new thing. That was her slingshot. It's new. It's new. Yeah, yeah there was a slingshot, but we didn't have a crossbow last time. She's got this kind of, we've got this new ability now to be able to see, just like The Last of Us, where you can like hear and you can see through walls and stuff like that. That's going to be really, really helpful because as much fun as it was to do a lot of guesswork and shit my pants trying to stealth my way through it, it will be nice to have more more like <laughs> information in the area um yeah there's some new mechanics she's killing people now like yes she she would knock them out in the, in the old game because she only had like a sling slot now she's proper stabbing people in the neck um and it looks like and I think actually props to Toby on this one when we saw the teaser trailer a year ago, he called that it looked like we could control the rats. It might have even been more than a year ago now because I hadn't played it by then. And I was like, oh, that looks really cool, but I haven't played it. And he, I remember him saying, 
oh my god that looks they they're making it look like you can control the rats but obviously it wasn't gameplay it was like a, tra- a teaser trailer so like they were going through the sewers and they were going through and they were like kind of swarming the alleyways and toby was like why would they show that if you can't control them like properly you can control them in the game to some extent sort of like, you can like control directionally like <laughs> where they're going with fire and shit but you know now you have full capacity of of controlling them and taking over them obviously it sounds like and it looks like a consequence of hugo's health but um yeah super cool stuff props to toby for guessing that one because i think that was like a 10 second game trailer if that that we saw 18 months ago two years ago whatever it was it must have been a year ago 18 months ago. But yeah it was yeah it was time last year um so props to toby for that because it, it, it's now shown that you can do that and you're going to control the rats killing people to get away i'm really excited it's just still a bit far away what's it july so it's july in like four days august september october we're still three months away so but i mean day one on game pass no brainer in it absolutely yeah. no brainer uh, i'm excited hell yeah and um, plenty of time to complete the witcher and stray though absolutely and two point university between uh, that time oh yeah, yeah. Duh. Two point, yeah, two point campus. Oh yeah, yeah. God, that's before that as well, isn't it? It's like July now, isn't it? It got um. Yeah. It got because it was supposed to be May, and it was late. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so much gaming goodness. Um, Mars, what did you make of the uh the gameplay? Yeah, very good. I agree with Kat on a lot of things. The crossbow looks like a cool addition, and I think it's a nice development of Amicia's character that she's now more battle hardened and weary. I think the trailer's really focused in on the fact that she's injured herself and that she's having these like headache induced, you know, moments where she's really struggling. And I wonder if there's going to be segments where we actually play more as Hugo instead of Amicia. Um, You know, that last of us when it does the switcheroo and you play as Ellie for like a chapter when Joel's incapacitated. Um, So I think stuff like that might happen. Um, I'm not, I don't like the being able to see through walls. Uh, a part of the reason I really enjoyed the first game was because it was like stealth action where if you fucked up, you got killed like immediately. Yeah. It was actually pretty hard to get yourself out of a it bind. Was, yeah, true. And that made it just feel a bit more like tense and on edge. Like I felt like a teenager trying to guide a little annoying kid through, you know, an army rat infested hellhole. Um, That's so true. There was something like really tense about it, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, I remember having to go around the table and thinking, shit, I can't see him. Where's he it. gone? Yeah. yeah. And like you have to rely on like the audio directional stuff and like visual cues. And I like that. Um, so a part of me thinks if it is an ability, I might either just choose to not use it or I don't know. I just feel like it kind of yeah, undermines it slightly. But like I said, I can just not use it, so it's fine. Um, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, I like the idea from what we've seen of the trailers of where the story's going, of there's going to be conflict between Hugo and Amicia. Again, hopefully he's less annoying about it at this time. Um but yeah, we got to see like a whole different type of environment and location. Um, the first game was quite kind of dark, dreary. There was a castle, then it was just like towns, and then it was just woodland and forest. And that was kind of all, all the environments I had, whereas this has got a lot more in it by the looks of it. And you can really see like the extra money and funding that they've got from the first game coming through. Um, yeah, I like the tactical options as well. It looks like we're going to have a few tools to play with. Um, a lot of them obviously come over from the first game, but hopefully there'll be some expanded stuff. But it looks like more of the same gameplay that we loved. And that's what you want to see in a sequel, just with a bit more and with nicer environments and more money put into it. So 
Mm. Yeah, I think it's a really good trailer to show off. I don't mind the release date thing. I'm happy to wait however long it takes for it to come out. Um, and I think it's hopefully going to live up to expectation. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. It looks amazing, doesn't it? It really I does. Mean, this is a, this is a this is a, effectively an indie studio game. Yeah. And you forget it. You totally forget you it. Really yeah. do. It looks what like what they've created is just that Xbox Game Pass money, man, makes everything look shiny. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the thing is, like the first one, I think sold well, but it didn't like blow anything away. It was very much no, it like wasn't uh, massive. I mean, it was like I think maybe two or three million. It wasn't huge, but it, yeah, for that studio, it must have been freaking enormous. Yeah, you know, and it, was, and, it was a great game. And they've, you know, they've obviously uh, taken that money and uh, invested it very well. And there is there is a massive love for this for this game and for the original. So, yeah, bring it on! I cannot wait. Very very excited. Yeah, Amicia looks like a right badass now, doesn't she? She looks like she's uh, she does. She doesn't care anymore. She's got a bit of a Lara Croft kind of vibe about her. Someone Did said you... last week they they feel like it's like Lara Croft, and you know what? Seeing that trailer, I do completely agree. It is very much like that transition to be from Lara to be very like a bit like unconfident a bit kind of unsure of herself not as kind of I guess uh, knowing of her decisions or confident of her decisions whereas here she's very much like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna kill them and and fuck this shit kind of thing which is a bit sick yeah yeah. I thought it was a bit jarring oh sorry Ross no mine's gone I was going to say, it was like slightly jarring. There's a bit in the gameplay where she runs up to a guy and stabs him in the neck right in front of Hugo as he's looking. And I was like, that just looks a bit weird because he is a kid still. And I'm surprised that like the story is going to focus on him being like, don't kill people while she's stabbing him in the jugular. And I was a bit like, it would have been good to have like just a little detail of like he turns around or faces away or something while you're in gameplay if you're like slaughtering someone right in front of him. Um, But it is cool. There's a part of the trailer where she sets someone on fire. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like damn, is proper blasts him. Like. <laughs> the fire looks incredible too. It looks so dynamic. Mm. Is this the same Amicia from the first game? Bloody hell, <laughs> she's a monster now. There's there's real Ellie vibes as well, isn't there? I don't know yes. if that's just me, but yeah, there's some real Last of Us this about this, and I'm perfectly fine with that because well, does it get any better than the Last of Us Part Two? Does it, Miles? We're not going there. We're not doing it again. <laughs> we did we did a two hour podcast. We don't need to do this again. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. October 18th coming to everything. Of course, it's also coming day one on Game Pass. Massive coup for Game Pass. I think this one's going to be, but I'm still going to play it on PS5 because I want that shiny goodness. Uh, right then, yeah. Well, talking of um, subscription services and things, PS Plus. What? PS Plus. <laughs> PS Plus upgraded finally this week in the UK, and we've managed to have a bit of time to check it out. PS Plus Essential, PS Plus Extra, PS Plus Premium are now all available on your PlayStation 5 and your PlayStation 4 if you do want to check them out. It's very, very exciting. Um, I've jumped into it this week. I know Sean has as well. I know Toby has as well. And yeah, we're just going to give our um, our thoughts. So how are you guys finding uh, the, these new tiers? Have you checked it out yet? Okay, you go. Um, so I have and I haven't. So I think before the tiers came out, I was initially very, very ready to jump into extra. I'm pretty sure that um, I'm not going to stay at essential. I think there's 
so much worth in extra so for anybody who doesn't know free tiers essential extra and premium um essential is essentially lol essential is essentially (laughs) (laughs) um ps plus uh nothing much changes there and then extra gives you like literally like ridiculous amount of games like was it like 400 games i think sean said something crazy it's something absolutely crazy and there's some bangers on there as well like if you haven't played some big hitters like miles morales like you know guidance of the galaxy like there's some cracking stuff on there you know um and it's so cool to be like you know in library in library in library in library um which is super duper cool um and then premium for me doesn't feel massively worth the jump i don't know i feel like yeah i i don't know it's 120 i mean it depends i mean if you're gonna use it then great but i think if you're gonna just have it to have it and it's gonna sit there then you know then i guess that's your progress um i've decided currently not to jump into it just because i have jumped into the witcher and i feel like i would be wasting money in regards to like at the moment upgrading but as soon as i finish the witcher um or at least get enough way into it that i feel like i can start like branching out to other games i'm absolutely gonna go for extra extra is 1000 percent worth it i had a little kind of conversation with miles about this earlier and the fact that i think it's so interesting that they are and this is just a thought but i feel like miles miles was very against this earlier is that i think it's so interesting that like we were talking about the like, this kind of topic and we we're kind of just throwing around ideas and me and miles are both kind of very much on certain that premium isn't worth it um the game demo thing is a little bit odd because miles is very much like well i would have paid that money anyway without the demo um and i'm not really getting any money for my bucks i'm gonna have to pay it all again anyway and blah blah blah. and i said that i wondered knowing the business model that sony is knowing that really they couldn't give a shit about their community really because sometimes it feels like that um and they're very businessy i wonder if they are doing the demo to be able to excuse high priced um releases so they're not going to give you the full game because it wouldn't be worth it because, well, 120 quid a year they're just saying well it wouldn't be good at, it wouldn't be worth it because you know these games are i mean what is it the ceo came out and said oh, it's not economically viable to, to give out triple a games on the premium tier but apparently what is viable is demos now demos will allow you to know if you want to play the game or not and then i don't know i, I kind of said i'll get to the point that I was kind of suggesting that are they doing demos to sustain high AAA prices? So we've seen a massive increase in the price for some of this stuff. For Spoken, it's pre-ordered at $79.99, isn't it? Or $69.99. That's a whopping fucking price for an IP nobody's played. Like, that's a crazy price when that wasn't even the price of Horizon. I just think that's so mental. And so I wonder if they're going to say, well, you got to play the, the demo. So, you know, now you get to decide whether you, you play the... And actually, this could not even work in their favour. This could actually lose them money because loads of people might play the demo and be like, well, it looked shit for the first four hours. Um, I also am not aware, nor do I have the knowledge about are these the timed demos that we saw last time where like you have to play the whole thing in that four hours or you can't come back to it because if so what a fucking waste um so yeah that's kind of my my roundup on the tears well 
Food I mean, for yeah, thought. I think, yeah, you kind of, yeah, you, you, you do have some good points, I think. Um, just out of interest, how much was it for you to upgrade? They told me that it was going to be £25 to upgrade. And I have, so I have a, as much as like, I think it's July next year is my next upgrade or August or September next year, perhaps. Um, and they said to upload to extra, it's £25, but I didn't check it for premium. Okay. Yeah, because it was £26 for me to go to premium. Um, oh, really? I, yeah. Yeah, but mine mine runs out on New Year's Day. So it was like six months I've got premium for. Um, oh, okay. Um, so, and it was like £17 for extra. Okay. Okay. So, so I'd be looking at like 30-something quid, maybe 31 quid, to, which isn't awful. It isn't bad, is it, really? No, I mean, it's just a case of um, just having a nose and having a look. I mean, I really went back and forth on it. I was like, yeah. £17 for extra is is a, is fine. That's no, that's like a no-brainer, really. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to pay like an extra it. six quid, it's great. But I think yeah. when the problem comes is when it renews. That's that's going to be like the, oh, can I spend like 90 quid? Even though, like, do you know what I mean? 90 quid just feels yeah. a lot more than, than £26, yeah. even though I'm you've gonna, already paid some that. You know, um, I'm going to evaluate it at the, uh, at the end of the year, obviously. Um, whether or not I'm going to stay with premium. Um, like I said earlier, the PS1, PS2 games aren't really up to scratch. Um, the versions of them are poor. And it is frustrating. Um, I got premium because I thought, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go all in. I'll just get it. And then, you know, whatever comes out or is added to it or taken away, I'm not going to miss anything. So I'm basically just covering it. and just cover myself and just make sure that if I do want to play a game that comes out like Dino Crisis or something like that, then I'll have that covered. And that's fine. Um, but I'm sort of with you. I think extra is the way to go. Honestly. And I think I don't, unless you're really clambering to play, you know, PS2, PS1 classics again. Um, I'm playing them now because I never played them before. You know, that was, I've said it before, that was a whole generation that I missed on, um, in terms of PlayStation. So the more that comes out for PS1 games, so long as they're they're starting to be the better versions that Sony have promised, then I'll jump back in. But for now, I really think extra is the way to go. And if you can upgrade to extra for a decent price, which of course will cover you for Stray in a few weeks' time, as well as premium. So I think it makes sense. In terms of the demos, I mean, you've just described what a demo is. You know, that's exactly what what it's there for. It's there to it's there for you to decide if you want to pay outright for these games or not. Um, one thing I did notice about the demos is that a lot of them are third-party games. Um, the majority of them are. Um, you've got, what, Horizon and uh, something else as well from Sony. But the majority of them are games that aren't part of Sony at all. And so they're not going to see the biggest benefit from that, regardless of whether or not people play the trials or not. And so like, if you go and play a demo and then you play, say, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, you know, it's 2K that will benefit from that. And Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is, again, one of those expensive tier games. Whether or not we're going to see demos for um, every first-party game that comes out from now on is debatable, I think. I don't think we're going to. I don't think we'll see demos for uh, for Spoken or for Ragnarok or, you know, whatever, etc. moving forward. Um, we could do, but I don't think that's going to be Sony's way of doing things. Maybe not initially, anyway. You might see them you know, a couple of months down the line, but um, I don't think they're going to be day one demos. And so the price, if you still want to play Ragnarok on day one, I think you're still going to have to pay 70 quid for it. 
you know, the prices are expensive. Um, I like, you know, a Plague Tales coming out at 60, which, you know, I can get on board with. Um, I mean, The Last of Us for 70 quid is just really annoying. <laughs> That's just really pissed me off. Um, I don't know what, I don't really know what we're paying for. Um, I've, I've completed that game three times on two different consoles. And am I gonna am I gonna buy it? Probably. But you know, those 70 pound prices aren't gonna go away regardless of what they release. And so I don't think the demos really make all that or make all that difference. I think they've learned their lesson. I haven't downloaded the demo yet. I should probably give that a go and see if that ridiculous timing system they had is still in place. I don't know yet. Um, I might give that a go tonight and uh, report back. But yeah, premium is good um because you know the cloud gaming is in there as well. Um, if you want to play some old PS3 games. But yeah, I think extra personally is the way to go, even though I went on premium because I'm a twat. But extra, I think, is the best value out of all three of them, to be completely honest with you. Um, anyway, I've been rambling. Uh, Miles, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement. Uh, the demo thing, I think Kat was suggesting that Sony might use the demos as a means to kind of raise prices. And I think what I was kind of saying was like, if they did raise prices any higher than seven, I already think £70 pretty disgraceful anyway. Well, the prices um, are already raised. I mean, they're not going to go any yeah, higher than 70 That's why that was kind of my point. I was thinking, you know, I don't think Sony would be thinking demos can make up the difference if they raise it, you know, even higher. I think even £70 a push for a lot of people as it is. Um and yeah just because i could have a demo if any like and i was also kind of saying i don't even play demos like if i'm interested in the game i look it up beforehand and if i like the look of it i'll buy it i don't bother with demos because i'm stupid but equally i wouldn't pay extra money in response to getting demos of them in advance like i just yeah that's not a trade i want to make and i don't think a lot of people would um i think in terms of the tier system I think the premium service has been massively rushed. I don't think the collection in there is anywhere near the amount of money that they're charging for it um, as it is in its current state. I know it's going to expand. I know they're going to build more into it, but it feels to me like the premium part is the part that they hadn't actually put a lot of work into yet. And they had to just rush a quick collection out to justify charging for it straight away. Um, So I looked at the premium list and I was actually a little bit shocked that it was that weak. And I was a bit like, hmm, I'm not going to bother with that because that's not worth it for me yet. I know it comes with the cloud streaming. Like I said, I don't care for the demos anyway. I don't bother with demos really. I did play the uh, Hellslingers, Hellslingers one, um, but other than that, it's a rarity. Um, but yeah, the collection was a disappointment for me. And so I'm not going to get premium. I'm going to go to extra because I feel like the catalog and library of games, despite the fact that I own about 70% of it already, I think is worth the price of the upgrade. And I think that's probably the best value for money um, option there is uh, of PS Plus. Um, so I think that's where if you are umming and ahhing, I think going for the extra tier just makes sense until premium has been expanded um you know there are just some games i expected to be in premium almost from the start you know those old real classic games and they just haven't got any of them you know apart from like siphon filter i was like this is quite disappointing um so yeah i think the tiers have launched i think they're in a decent state i think the option for extra is very good um but overall premium was a disappointment so i would be going near it um yeah that's all i've got to say on it really yeah, and I think that makes sense because, especially with extra, you know, the addition of stray suggests that 
some games in the future may come day and date with it as well. Yes. Um, and so at least with extra, you're covered on that basis. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, they're not they're not they're not keeping it behind a premium paywall, which I think is good. Yeah, I agree. Especially it's nice that it's going to be games like Stray, I'm assuming, that it's going to be like the high-end double A's that they're like working in conjunction with, and that they'll probably be promoting some lesser known or quite you know smaller studios, but with very creative, good quality games. And I think that's a nice touch. And yeah, like you said, I feel like Extra is going to have you covered on so many bases, a huge catalog of games, and you'll get day and date stuff like Stray. And I think that makes it absolutely worth it and really good value for money. It's up there with Game Pass, but premium for me just felt a bit steep for the offering. And I was like, that's not worth the investment at this point, I don't think. No, I think you're right. And I think that's in a, in a year's time, I'll be completely different. You never know. Yeah. But if Dino um, Crisis comes, I'm on it. <laughs> I will be getting it, but I want Dino Crisis. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll see you on premium in like two weeks then when it lands. Yeah, yeah, if they're like, oh, we've got Dino Crisis 1 and 2 on there, I'll be like, cool sound, you've suckered me. Well done, Sony. Let me tell you something, man. If Exo Primal lands on Extra, I'm going to be so happy. I actually think it might, you know. I reckon that could be one of them that does. It, does, it looks like a Game Passy game, doesn't it? It does. It, it looks really, like really does. Of, it's, like, it's, like, it's like PvE, four-player... Shooter, yeah, come on. Just dumb, back, stupid fun. Just back for blood, it mate. Put it, put it on Game Pass and PS Plus. That's all we need it for. <laughs> That's all we need in life. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy with the PS4, PS5 list of games. There's a lot of th- that I haven't played. Again, I've got you know Miles' problem where if I want a game, I normally just go out and buy it. And so the majority of the the catalog, I feel like I already have. But there is a lot that I haven't got. And so you know, the like the twenty five odd pound it was for me to upgrade was uh was kind of an easy one when i could spend the weekend playing all of these games that i've not played yet so you know it really is up to you i suppose in, in terms of as a as a consumer what you want to play but um yeah overall the majority here i think extra is the way to go for now um until they start expanding um the service um i think we're all in a i think we're all in agreement on that one um but right then this is an interesting one because this is a question i got posed to me a couple of weeks ago by someone and I've been lingering on it for a while now um, because I can't stop thinking about it um, in a weird way because I seem to be going back and forth on it, even though there is a very obvious answer. Um, I'm going to just, uh, just drop it. Just drop it. I'm going to drop it guys. Um, what's the point in video games? Well, that's philosophical. I feel like yeah. I'm back doing A level again. <laughs> uh, video games, discuss. Yeah. Um, what is video game? It's actually quite a good question. You know, I guess I'm trying to think of actually why I play them because <laughs> it's something I've just done for so long. I actually don't really think about it too much. But I guess I kind of see it the same way as I do any other form of media. Of it doesn't have like an absolute point it's just what you take from the experience of engaging with it so like i always think of the games that have like affected me in some way whether it be like near automata or life is strange or spec ops or you know even call of duty 4 when i was at school and all my mates used to play and we used to hop on together and be horrible people um there's just so many ways to experience different video games and i think why i gravitate more towards it than like movies or books or anything else is just I like the interaction and the sense of escapism in it. And I think it captures it better than any other medium can. You know, I was just talking about how Neon White had me so immersed that I was jumping in to play 
a five a one minute level and ended up playing it for like an hour at a time like not even realizing how much time was gone and you just kind of get into that kind of flow state where when you click with a game it just really like i know this sounds a bit like cheesy but like it kind of just like clicks with you and when it does it just feels really immersive and it's hard to almost kind of explain why it's so enjoyable because there are games which you know like souls for example are games that drive me absolutely ballistic but i love playing them even though they drive me mental um so i don't think there is like an actual point to video games but i feel that kind of misses the the value of them in that they are in my opinion an art form they can give you experiences they can make you laugh they can make you cry they can cause all different kinds of emotions, tell different stories, give you wholly different experiences. And there's such a wide spectrum of what you can play, particularly nowadays that, you know, I think it'd just be such a shame to miss out on it. And I think the more accessible that gaming is becoming, you know, it's now the biggest entertainment industry. Um, the more people are starting to just casually dip in and just pick what they want and what they like. And there's a real importance to that that people can just kind of dip in and be like yeah i just want to play this game or i'm only interested in this type of you know experience or whatever and it caters to pretty much everybody in some way shape or form um and i think there is a sense of community with it i know it's a very individual hobby in a lot of ways but there's like a massive sense. i remember playing metal gear solid 4 when i was younger and i was part of like various clans and stuff and I felt such a sense of like connection with people I'd never met before. Like me and Kat recently went to America to visit someone who we met through Dead by Daylight, you know, one of the most toxic, horrendous cesspit games that exist. But I wouldn't trade the experiences I've had on Dead by Daylight for anything, even though I despise the game. <laughs> um, and I think that's the point. It's just that the experience you have with it is your own and no person plays the same game and has the same feeling or connection towards it the same way with a movie or a book. Um, so yeah i think it's just a very personal thing i like i said i think the question of what's the point of them is almost too small to actually appreciate what they offer and what they do um it's like i guess for me it's kind of like saying what's the point of a canvas for art um you know it does serve a purpose but you miss the whole uh i don't know what the word is but the whole kind of epicenter of what it covers um it just doesn't kind of describe it or capture it properly i suppose yeah i'm kind of rambling now so i'm going to stop but yeah i think video games are awesome and everyone should play them <laughs> damn that was beautiful man thank you <laughs> i kind of got a bit stuck halfway through i was like what am i saying again um but yeah it's it's a cool question though i kind of like those ones it was an interesting question to me yeah cat hey pal hey pal What's the point of video games? Oh, mate, like you said, I feel like I'm, I mean, I never took philosophy, but I feel like this would be philosophy. <laughs> uh, like 24 marks, discuss. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, do you know what? I think Miles puts it really, really well. I don't think there's any really thing more than I can expand on other than I, I hear, like, why books? Why do people read about stories that aren't real? Like, why why acting so I'm also an actor in my in my hobby and I likely do that for the same reason that I play video games not only did I grow up on I didn't grow up on acting but I grew up on video games so there's also an element of experience and you know what you, what you grow up on but also why running why are you walking to one place and the other and for most people like Mars was saying it's escapism I think it's best compared to books because if you hear someone who is like really just as a bookworm at heart they will tell you that 
they can completely engross themselves within the environment the scenario they've got this imagination that's just bursting um it's very emotive you know books can be scary Joey puts his book in the freezer when he's scared of friends you know books can make you cry and I think that's such you know like Miles was saying it's such a beautiful media in regards to gaming because you know they don't have to be serious but they also don't have to be funny and they don't have to be scary and they can be whatever you want them to be and I was just talking earlier this podcast how I could feel the weather from one of the games some you know I don't have the imagination I wish I did when I can read a book you know I, I read a book and I'm just like yeah cool my concentration isn't as good you know I really envy people my mum is a massive avid reader my mum can finish like I don't know war and peace in probably a week I've never been able to have that but I have had the ability to you know play Tomb Raider 3 when I was five years old and be able to complete missions um it's yeah I think that it's an art form. I think there's a huge part of escapism. Since starting Finger Guns, I've always wanted to write an op-ed on the stigma around the age of um, video games because you never ever like shame someone for being a movie buff or for having a cinema in their room. They're like, oh, that's really um, sophisticated of you. Wow, wow, wow. But no one ever does that for games. And I think that, you know, now what they've found is the average gamer is like in their 30s. The average, that's the average. Like it's not even, and I think that's amazing. And I think that it is very similar. It's like another medium of taking in media, but also escaping. You know, you look at 300 hours of The Witcher, that's just, you know, I can forget about all of my problems <laughs> when I'm in The Witcher because I need to kill this snake in the woods, you know? And there's also this element of agency as well. You don't get to tell the story when you're reading a book. In a, in a sense, you don't always get to tell the story in a game, but you do have some form of agency about how that story is told or whether you, you even finish that story or whether, you know, and then there are even some games where you do have complete agency on how the story is told and I think that is magnificent I think that is such you know a fantastic thing in its own right that you know why not video games let me see that why not video games is the answer to that question why not that is the best way to answer that question (laughs) it's you know the same argument that I have my mum when I was a kid you know um, obviously, video game stories weren't as immersive back then as they were uh, as they are now. But you know, it's like she'd be like, "Why are you playing video games?" And I'd be like, "Why are you watching EastEnders?" Yeah, why? You yeah, know? and also they don't always have to be story rich, do they? We can just, you know, mm. uh, I always sometimes compare it to putting my brain in a jar. If I just need to go over there and collect that thing, I'll go over there and collect that thing. But also as well, games have been scientifically proven to reduce mental health to increased dexterity and long-term conditions to be able as well to manage mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety flower the game by the way you know the game flower and all of that kind of like shit with journey that has been done in real life psychological studies to reduce anxiety like these are things that are multifaceted not only in like just enjoyment but its purpose to improve lives as well and you know you could say the same for book reading and stuff like that in terms of but you know giving someone park someone who has parkinson's a game or giving someone who has you know like some stiffening of their limbs and and like wrists and stuff like that you know play games we fit was for physical health there's just it's just so much fun and like like miles was saying there's also that sense of community and it's just so multifaceted why not games 
Why not games? I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. I love that. Why games? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> also, you can trust Kat on that because she is now officially registered as an accredited therapist. True. True. Yay! Yay! Well done, by the way. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Woohoo! It's all worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that is the answer. Why not? You know, everyone's got their vices. Everyone's got their ways of escaping the world. And this is ours, you know. And and if you're listening to this, it's probably yours as well. So don't ever let anyone shame you into using video games as a way to relax or a way to balance your mental health. Because and effectively, that's what they're there for. So you're good. You're fine. That is the point of video games, my friends. Right, on to our recommendations, which is where we've seen something throughout the week that we think we should share with you, our dear listeners, whether it be a movie, a game, a TV show, a book, a Funko Pop, or a mattress. I don't know. I'm looking around my room. There's things everywhere. Um, Kat, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, my recommendation is like, yeah. I saw the film on Sunday. Yay, Yay. I saw that too. It's so cool. Um, yeah, it's just a big bite of nostalgia. I think I genuinely was, other than people's like adults, you know, mums and dads, bigs and littles, however you want to call it. Um, I think I was the oldest person there. <laughs> Um, other than the people who had to be there for their children. Um, there was no other one there. I went with my friend for her birthday. She chose um, she chose Lightyear. She's a big kid at heart. And she really wanted to go see it. I was like, I'll take you. And I, I had a lot of fun. You know, it, it follows the same trope of a Disney movie. And a Pixar movie anyway, doesn't it? Like, it's a little bit sad. And then it's a little bit happy. And then equilibrium is broken. And then the equilibrium is fixed. And it's just, yeah. And I think they did it really well. I actually think Chris Evans did a fantastic job in The Voice. Yeah. I think I, I actually forgot. Like, at first, I was like, wow, is that actually Chris Evans? Or have they, you know, um, gotten, gotten the OG voice? But, um you can really he's done an amazing job trying to replicate the voice i think that's that was really smashing it's mm. fun it's just fun i like i don't think it's gonna blow your mind anytime soon but it's just a lot of fun i thought it's a lot it's a big bite in back into toy story and i think you know after toy story 3 it was kind of very much like stop doing this now like leave toy story the fuck alone <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's a nice little side gig isn't it yeah it's a perfectly fine movie yeah it's a perfectly fine movie it's not gonna blow your mind it's not shit no it's just fine yeah i I reckon kids would love it yeah i came out i was like that was fun i had a good time then yeah i had a good time it was like it wasn't it was it's not a masterpiece but it was fun i think any Um, longer it would have been like oh come on now but actually great i had a good time also i want my own socks please so if anyone could sort that out Oh um, my god, socks! I I could really I could really do with socks. So <laughs> there was a certain bit where I was actually certain they were like going to kill him off, and I was like, yeah, I was like, socks is going to die, isn't he? That's what's going to happen in this movie. It's a spoiler alert: cat doesn't die. But you know, <laughs> uh, socks yeah. like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, great time. Uh, also, I am co-signing that recommendation. It's okay, awesome. fabulous. A lot of fun that light year. Um, right then. It is time for the finale. Miles didn't do his recommendation. Oh. (laughs) You forgot him. (laughs) Miles, what's your recommendation? Uh, I thought my recommendation was going to be hello there. No, no, that's why I was going to weave into it, but then Kat told me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought that was a separate segment from recommendations. No, we kind of like merged the two together because we didn't have anything else to recommend, but hello there. (laughs) But 
in fairness, I will do a quick recommendation of PC Game Pass because I'm having a phenomenal time just scrolling through all the games I can now play for free. And I played Halo Wars 1 and 2. I finished Halo Wars 1 and I'm currently downloading one of the Total War games. So yeah, RTS, Love and Life. Love and Life. Have you got any powerhouse games yet? Uh, I think the new, I'm downloading the new Total War one, which apparently is like a PC buster. So I'm going to see how well this works. Um, and then I'm not actually sure what else to try, to be honest. Um, a lot of the games I'm interested in are like 10 years old. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of need some recommendations of like good PC ones to try out. The cup was amazing. Let's play some Halo Infinite multiplayer. That is a good shout. All right, I'll get on that. Yeah, I'll get it downloaded. Sweet. Right then, let's move on to the final episode of Hello There, which is where Mark and I discuss the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi. And for the last time, hello there, Miles. Hello there. Your move. I, I, I get the feeling you've wanting to talk about this one this week. I mean, I only messaged you twice and you left me hanging. I mean, I was pretty I upset did. by it. I won't lie. I did. I was like, save it for the pod, man. We save it for the pod. I didn't want to save it for the pod. I needed but... to know your thoughts and opinions. Here are my thoughts and opinions on the final episode of Everyone Can Obi on Disney Plus available now. Shoot. It was all right. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it is the best six out of ten episode of television I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> there is no better way to sum it up. Yeah, than that. that is so true. I actually got it spoiled for me. Sorry to jump uh, in on you. Me and Mars are going to talk no, about it. No, hey, Kat, later. welcome to Hell. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, uh, I actually got it spoiled for me on TikTok, the ending. Uh, a little bit of ending, a little kind of cameo. But I did get a hearty leg. I got a hearty leg because Miles squeezed my leg so hard in anticipation of he's going to say it. 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 <laughs> I knew he's going to fucking coming. say it. I and I was, was like, coming. okay, get, get off my fucking leg and like cut off the blood supply, dude. Um, that is perfect though. Yeah, six out of ten. Yeah, Agreed. I was very tempted to to chop out that um him saying it at the end and just putting it at the start of this. Oh, um, do it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but we'll uh, they'll <laughs> we never do. know. It's um, fine. Yeah. There were there were some there were some incredible moments. Obi-Wan is still the dumbest character in the in the entire Star Wars universe. Agree. <laughs> Leia was, Leia was awesome. The cameo at the end was far too fucking brief. And if that doesn't lead into a season two with them just going around on ghostly adventures, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, can you imagine a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi? And fuck it, I'm going to spoil it because it's already out there, right? Qui Gon Jin, yeah. Of yeah. him going, just going, going around together, just solving crimes as like a ghostly duo. That'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> solving Tatooine crimes. I love it. It would be so cool. But yeah, um, I it ended and I was like, you know what? That was good. It was fine. It didn't, it didn't it was fine. my ass like I was hoping it would. But um, it was fine. The, the, the battle between Vader and Obi-Wan was awesome. Um, I think the only force power he seems to have now is picking up rocks. That's fine, yeah. I guess. It seems uh, to be uh, Disney's new thing is that um, to show off their power, they pick up rocks. Yeah. I loved... Um, I love the uh, the Anakin Darth Vader voice modulating going on. I thought that was yes. very cool. That was um, that was very sad as well. Hearing Anakin's actual voice, um, I still don't really know where they stand with each other at this point. It's almost as if Vader let him go, but I think I think it was almost the other way around at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was sad. I did yeah, little tear yeah, when I saw li- Anakin. Little was like, wobble. 
was like, oh man, that's so heartbreaking because you could see the pain on Obi-Wan's face and Ewan McGregor kicks ass again, yeah. um, as ever. Reva, I don't know what the fuck she was doing. I genuinely don't know what her plan was. She was um, such a wasted character. I watched that entire thing. That was such she a went wasted storyline, like getting all the way there. Like what? And then she carries him out. Like, they, had, they had to put him in. They had to put her into a place where she could be redeemed. And yeah. the only way she could do that was by not killing Luke Skywalker. What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Who she has no attachment to, nor particularly cares about in any singular way. Nope. Like. And also, if she was completely against Vader because Vader tried to kill her anyway, then why was she ever doing it unless she wanted to get back into it? I just, I didn't get it. I was like, okay, it was cool. to get back at Kenobi, but it's very poorly explained why she's even really doing it. Just that she is. Yeah. I also found Vader was weirdly shit in this series because A, he gets done in by a line of fire which stops him killing Obi-Wan in the first fight. <laughs> he stabs Reva twice, once when she's a kid and she doesn't die either time apparently, even though lightsabers kill people really easily, i.e. Qui-Gon Jinn. And he then throws rocks onto Obi-Wan and then proceeds to walk the fuck off and then be really surprised when Obi-Wan pops back out and then throws rocks at him even better. And then he loses. And I was like... At this point, he's meant to be like the most powerful behind Sidious, and he's getting his ass kicked by a guy who's not practiced Jediing in ten years. Throwing some pebbles at him, like, literally. Like I, I, I get it. Obi Wan was trapped. You know, it looked really bad, and then he has like the epiphany, he has the moment of heroness, and I was like, fine, I'm okay with that. But could he not have done something a bit cooler and just throw? I wasn't rocks okay in? with that. Yeah, the bit, just... the moment that Qui Gon should have turned up was yes. Then Qui Gon should have got the rocks off Obi Wan in the rocks, or he yeah. just saw him in the rocks and that gave him his motivation. Yeah, Qui Gon like... should have saved him from that moment. Not a not Princess Leia who he's known for three days. Yeah, should have been like how Obi Wan does it for Luke in Episode Four, like when yeah. he's like, "Trust you, you can do this," like whatever. And I would have been like, "That would have been sick." I did love the hello there. Like I know it was forced. I know it was unnecessary. I fucking love it. It's what I wanted. They finally oh. gave it to us on the last episode. I was so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> it was such a good moment. I feel I like actually, I, I was sat here obviously on, on my own in my flat watching the episode, and that happened. And I out loud went, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> they know what we want. I feel like it was a very much like, a, "All right, we're, we're done like having a new storyline." Here's your nostalgic moments in episodes five and six. Um, Overall, I don't think it was a very good as a series. I feel like it needed more time, it needed more episodes, and it needed better writing to flesh out what it was doing and better editing and not things like walking around a trap that, or not walking around a trap that they could have just walked around. It just had a lot of garbage, like bad B-tier type stuff in it, which was a shame. But episode five was worth it. Like episode five made the entire series worth it, and episode six was good, even though it was weird in places. Master Qui Gon, I was beginning to think you wouldn't come. Why? <laughs> He's come. All the ghosts, the force ghosts will literally be there for everyone. <laughs> Help me, Master. No, not yet, Anakin. I'm not ready yet. No, Help no, me, you're Master. not. I you're not prepared yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet, Obi Wan. I'm not coming yet. Fucking hell. Told you, shit out your fucking wanker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you're like. It's- and now it's like, taken five. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know who and you I... are, Anakin, but I'll find you and I will kill you. <laughs> if only you'd done that speech at the end, that would have been sick. But yeah, I felt like Reva was a completely wasted character. Completely I feel like she had a lot wasted. of potential and was utterly wasted. Because the sisters are in Ford and Order, aren't they? Right? Yes, they are. Is Reva one of them or not? No, they're right. just um, the third sisters and inquisitors. Because I think. Fallen Order is five years before Kenobi, and the base he infiltrates 
I say infiltrates. He walks around with Leia in his cloak. And apparently, <laughs> no one sees it. Um, is the one that Cal Kestis breaks into at the end of the game. So, right, yeah. So Cal's already done it, and they're like, "This is an impenetrable fortress." And I was like, "Well, it's not because it's already been infiltrated once by a Jedi." So that's cool. Um, yeah, and I was just like, mm, "Why didn't they bring in Cal Kestis, or why didn't they do something a bit more interesting with it?" Um, and yeah, like Reva was just totally wasted. She's got a cool backstory. You know, she was one of the younglings. There's a lot of potential for tension and re- redemption in that. And Obi-Wan having to like, you know, face the sins of his order and whatever for not being there. And then it's touched on. She like blames it for it. And then it just drops it. It's like, yeah, never mind. She's she's fine now. Yeah. Yeah. It really was just a, huh, okay, well, that's how you're ending it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I'm not angry. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I enjoyed that. I also no. feel like it's a really weird thing for Obi-Wan to be like, huh, this person knows who Luke is and I, my entire job is to keep Luke hidden and safe and secret from everybody in the galaxy ever, but I'm just going to let you leave, so bye. Or the best part is when Obi-Wan actually turned up and he went, right, we will not stop until we find him. And then we would have walked up behind him like four seconds later. Like, oh, well, oh, that was rather easy, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my God, it's so ridiculous. Like, some of it is just so badly written. Like, I really wish whoever wrote episode five had just written all of it. But no, we weren't um, well, There was no Jar Jar. That's the worst of it of, of all, really. That's the real best opportunity. He's the real MVP. Sith Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah, Sith Jar Jar. That's, that, they could have just, they didn't even need Reva. They could have just put Jar Jar in. They could have put Jar Jar in, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was our final thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, we will be back with Hello There for, I don't know. What's next? Is it Andor? Yeah, I think it's Andor, is it? Andor. Or, yeah, a character Andor that you've probably forgotten about from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Because apparently everyone gets their own Disney Plus series now. <laughs> Whoever they are. Um, I reckon the gonk droids are going to get their own soon. There's rumours that Carl Kessis is getting a Disney Plus series. I'd be on board with that. He's a good actor too. Yeah. Yeah. It would be funny if they recast him, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> I'm just imagining how that would go down and how they would announce that without sounding like utter idiots. They but... completely mocap him for the game, use his likeness, <laughs> use his voice, his entire <laughs> performance. And for the series of Calcastus, here is Rupert Grint. I was going to say, Rupert Grint would be the one, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, oh no, they're trying tragic. to appeal to the TikTok generation. So it'd be like, this is Ed Sheeran playing Carl Kestis. And oh no, then we'd have to have like Game of Thrones scene. cameo. Uh, yeah. There we are. Well, I think we filled up half the uh, episode talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Love it. So, uh, it was the last time. I love it. We'll be back for uh, Andor. We're going to have to come up with a different title, won't we? Or should we keep the title? I don't know. Let's keep it. I like All it. Right. Okay. It makes me happy. <laughs> oh dear. All right then. Um, I was going to do out this week, but the website ain't loading. It's dead. I don't know what's going on. So I don't know what's out this week. Why don't you go and have a look at your stores online and have a look because I'm sure there's some good stuff out. Um, anything major that we know is definitely coming out this week? I generally can't open the website, so I really don't know. Uh, no. no, but neon white sells. So go buy that instead. Yeah, go buy neon white, guys. Available on Switch and PC. Yeah, audit opening for me is March of this year, and that's not helpful. <laughs> uh, so uh, Elden Ring is coming out. Oh, oh uh, July 1st, um, you've got F1 2022, if you're into such things. EA's first uh, first game since they took over Codemasters. So uh, yeah, if you fancy some EA sports goodness in your F1, um, this week is the week to do it. 
And uh, July 5th is Arcade again, which uh, I really should have been playing by now, I suppose. I'll probably jump on that soon. Um, but yes, Arcade again has come to all consoles very, very soon um, as a full game rather than the early access that it's been in for a little while. Um, you know, we're just counting down the days till Stray, to be honest, right now. That's, that's all that really matters. Um, Cat Game and, of course, the Hot Wheels edition to Forza Horizon 5, which I'm very excited about. July 17th or something, something like that. I don't know. Um, but that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can go... I've already fucked it up. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcasts and services. Keep the website nice and shiny. Want to follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our individual handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter. I think I got that in the wrong order, but never mind. It doesn't matter. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 161, where we talk all more gaming goodness. But until then, it is goodbye from the Witcher Cat Hunt. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from Neon Miles. Oh well. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>